This is Restoration Bible Church and Ministries. We are a people of excellence living purposefully. As you listen to God's servant, Reverend Dr. Tunde Balanta, we trust that God's word will work wonders in your life. Daddy, we thank you that we can call you Abba Father. Daddy God, we thank you that you've made us in your own image after your own likeness. We thank you for your thoughts towards us are thoughts of peace and not of evil to give us a future and expected end. Daddy, we are so grateful. We are so grateful for your mercies this morning. We are so grateful for your mercies this morning. Daddy, we are grateful this morning. We bless you, Lord. Oh, we give you worship. Thank you for all you've done throughout this week. And for next week, we give you praise in advance. In Jesus' name, we have worshipped. Well, somebody give him praise in the house. Somebody give him praise. Hallelujah. Please be seated. You are welcome to second service. In the first service, we started sharing on guarding your heart. Guard your heart. So let's, let's continue by going to Proverbs chapter number 4, verse 20 to 23. Proverbs chapter number 4, verse 20 to 23. I'd like you to read with me from verse 20 to 23. It's up on the screen. My son, attend to my words... Incline an ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them. And health unto all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. The reading of the word of the Lord is blessed this morning. Like I said in the first service this morning, that the heart is the engine room of your life. And whatever you feed into your spirit will determine your tomorrow. Someone say with me, the heart is the engine room of my life. And whatever I feed into my spirit will determine my tomorrow. Even your physical heart, if, you have a, if they say you have a heart problem, it's serious. You know, it's serious. In Genesis, the Bible says, God formed man from the dust of the ground, and when he breathed into him the breath of life, he became a living soul. So man's spirit is a product of the breath of God. So you look like God, exact duplication of God in that sense, that you are a spirit man, you have a soul, and you live in a body. And you are a spirit man. That's why when they put the body in the ground, you go up or down, depending on your eternal address. How many of you know our eternal address is up? Hallelujah. If you are not sure of that, then you need to be born again, again. Amen? Our eternal address is where? Is up. So, you know, 
Jesus said the sower soweth the word. Soweth the word. The heart brings forth of itself. In Mark 4, 26 to 28, he says, So is the kingdom of God, as if a man should cast seed on the ground, he rises night and day, he knoweth not how. First the blade, the air of the corn, then the full corn. Then he puts it into sickle because the harvest is ripe. It's saying that the kingdom of God, the way it operates, is by planting seed into your heart. Hallelujah. You know, if you have good fertilized soil, something is going to grow there. If you, if you fertilize ground and you walked away from it, when you come back, grass may start growing there. Because a good ground will bring something out. You see, um, you're a spirit being like God. And your heart is in that ground. The Bible says that we know the things of, um, that a man's spirit will know things about that man. Let me give you the scripture, 1 Corinthians 2, 11 and 12. Let me read it. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of, a, of man, which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given unto us. Your spirit knows things about you that your head does not know. Hallelujah. Before you were born, God wrote a book about you. The Bible says in, in his book, all my days were written. Everything about your divine destiny is inside you, inside the soil of your heart. But you need to plant seeds that will cause that destiny to come forth this morning. So it's the engine room of your life. He said, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Your tomorrow, your tomorrow is already inside of you. Hallelujah. And words of fear will bring a harvest of oppression. Words of fear will do what? They will bring a harvest of oppression. Isaiah 54, 14 says, In righteousness thou shalt be established, and you will be far from oppression, because you will not fear. In the world we live in today, you realize that every time Satan is trying to plant something into your heart. You cannot turn on the news without hearing something about terror. You cannot turn on the news without hearing some negative reports. But you know, friends, if we don't plant the right seeds in our heart, fear is going to take over. He said you'll be far from oppression because you will not fear. He said you'll be far from terror because you will not fear. When you begin to sow the wrong seeds into your heart, my friend, it can alter your destiny. I don't know what has happened in your past, what mistakes have been made, but God does not judge you by your history. He judges you by your destiny. He said, rejoice not over me, my enemy. If I fall, I shall arise. You know, the air conditioner is a good example. Your room might be 35 degrees, very hot. But if you bring in your, your if you have a good air condition and you turn it to 16 degrees, the thermostat in that thing will start working to cool down the room. Hallelujah. Or even, even fan. If it is hot and you put your fan on one, after, after some time, the air will start blowing to that degree. 
put it on two, it's going to increase. That's how your heart works. You are a very powerful man, a very powerful woman sitting here. For you to have the nature and the ability of God to grow what you want. Ah, God will help you to get what I'm saying. You have the nature of God and the ability of God to grow what you want. One of the secrets of Joseph's life was that no matter where they put him, if you put him in a well, he was still dreaming that he was going to be a prime minister. When they sold him to slavery, he kept it before him. I'm going to be this person. Everything that happened in prison, he kept it before him. His heart was growing that thing. You see, when your heart, when you put the right words into your heart, the, the, the thermostat of your spirit, as it were, will be walking down day and night to bring you to that place. Suddenly, Mark 4, 26 to 28 says, a man cast into the ground, he rises night and day, he does not know how. You will not know how. I say you will not know how. You will not understand how. But somehow, you, you will seem to be moved in the direction of peace. Am I talking to somebody here? Somehow, you will seem to be moved in the direction of promotion. Somehow, you will be escaping every evil happening. When there's about to be an accident, a terror somewhere, somehow your heart will move you away. Somehow, five minutes ago, go, something told you to stand up. You didn't quite understand it. Or you're about to sit on that plane. Something said, don't sit. Or you're, somehow, see, your heart is the biggest thing you have. It's not the money you have in the bag. The, your heart is the treasure. Your heart is where God is. Your heart is where Jesus lives. Your heart is where everything happens. If you plant the right seed into your heart, my brother, my sister, I want to tell you, there are not enough enemies in hell. There are not enough witches in your family to stop your destiny because what you are planting in to your spirit will begin to grow and you are going to be led by the spirit of God when there's a casting down there's going to be a lifting up for you people will not understand what is happening in your life but somehow this boy keeps triumphing am I talking to somebody in this house rejoice not over me my enemy if I fall I shall arise your heart will begin to lead you out of trouble your heart will begin to bring you into a place of rest and prosperity I want to say in the time of famine you are going to begin to laugh in this land you are going to be going to laugh in this church because you are putting the right seed into your spirit and your spirit will bring you to the green pastures. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness. He will bring you into plenty. He will bring you into abundance. Is there a witness in the house of the Lord today? Please sit down for a bit. As a brother here this morning, as I came to church, I said, Pastor, I have something to share with you. He said it was in Abuja that day there was confusion everywhere. He's a transporter. So somebody had, you know, someone needed his services, travel with the man. He said, but in the morning he finished praying and confessing the word. Somebody said, he finished praying and he finished praying and he said he confessed, confessed, confessed. How many of you can remember that our confession in this church? Who knows it off heart by now? Who knows it? Don't disgrace yourself. Oh. <laughs> Who knows our confession off heart without? Don't put it up. Oh. Who knows our confession off heart? Some hands dropped when I said don't disgrace yourself. All right. Who knows our confession off heart? You did like this. You did like this. Who knows our confession of hearts? Your own hand, the way you raised it. Okay, let me take, uh, let me take, can you repeat the confession? 
Don't be saying it, I'll be repeating it for you, yes? I confess that I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I did not hear you too. <laughs> is that the confession? Let me move to the who is who, who knows the confession? No? You knew, but uh, in stage fright. At least you tried. This young girl, you are raising your hand. Oh yes, start. I confess. I have the nature of God. Sin has no dominion over. Put it on the screen before we kill ourselves. <laughs> Put it off for us before we disgrace ourselves. I, conf oh yeah, I confess that I have the righteousness of God in Christ. I have the very nature of God. Sin has no dominion over me. I am a new creation in Christ. I refuse to live under condemnation because all past sins have been washed away in the blood of Jesus. Deemed from the cause of the law, sickness has no dominion over me because I'm a weaknesses and distresses on the cross and by stripes I was healed. Every organ in my body functions in the perfection to which God made it. My heart, kidney, liver, lungs, pancreas, blood, bone marrow, and arteries, veins are all cells in my body are saturated in 1 Peter 2.24. I dwell in the secret place of the Most High. I abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Therefore, no evil befalls me, no accident befalls me. My going out and coming in is preserved. Shall fall by my side, 10,000 by my right hand side, but none shall come near me. My home and my family are covered with the blood of Jesus. Evil shall pass over us. The angels of God bear us up in their hands. We do not dash our feet on the stone. In my pathway is life, and there is no death nor destruction. I am the promised land, therefore my God meets all my needs, according to his riches in Christ Jesus. Love my shepherd, I shall not want. He satisfies my mouth with good things. I give, and it shall be given unto me. Good measure, pressed down and running over. The favor of God is upon me this day. Whatsoever I do shall prosper. God is able to make all grace abound towards me. I have sufficiency in all things. The of God are setting up divine appointments for me. The love of God is shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Spirit. I manifest the fruits of His Spirit. I am patient, kind, not easily provoked, not disrespectful, not boastful, not arrogant. I do not keep record of wrongdoing. I believe the best of everybody. Because I'm a love child of a love God, I am quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. The highest sacrifice was made on my behalf by the highest being on the highest altar. Therefore, I will not pay with my life what Jesus. Somebody give him praise in the house of God. It covers every area of your life practically. This brother said, when he finished confessing that thing, the man that hired him for the journey, he went and met the man that we're going to Kaduna now. The man said his hotel is running out at 12, so he wants to spend the remaining hour of the hotel. He said, but inside him, you see, when you speak the word, you are planting seed or you are watering seed. He said, inside him, something just said, you must move now. That was a terrible day on that road. He said, I told the man that if you are not going, I am going. This is not money. The man said, okay, let's go. They landed. After they landed, 
and got home. People started calling them. Are you still on the road? They said, we have arrived. If they had spent the two hours, the team would have caught up with them. You see, when you begin to, when you begin to, I, I, may God give you, this heart you carry is like God. If you plant the right seed and water the right seed, you will be led out of trouble. If I want trouble sees you, because when you are speaking the word of God, the Bible says the law of the spirit of life, Romans 8, 1 and 2, has set me free from the law of sin and death. When you are speaking the word of God, it's like two train tracks. You are moving to life and there is death on that side. You will be running parallel of that. It doesn't matter when it's, God will make sure that you are not there. I said you will not be there in the day of trouble. So your heart is the engine room. Be very careful what you place there. The spirit of fear today is palpable. And when you are here, you see, in 1 Samuel 17, when David and Goliath fought, Goliath was talking, I will do this, I will do this, I will do this, I will do this. Did David keep quiet? Fire for fire. When Goliath talked, David said, me, myself. Let's read what David said before we move on. Some of us, we are too quiet, and when you are quiet, you lose by default. You're just quiet. Satan is firing. And you're just saying, hey, you see, you see where they bombard my head now? My Reverend Oposio said the other day, he said, if they, if they beat you, he told one of his children, if they beat you, you tell, beat them back. <laughs> All right, look at First Samuel 17, 41. And the Philistines came on and drew near unto David. And the man that bare the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth and ruddy and of a fair countenance. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog that thou comest to me with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Let me say, he cursed him. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I'll give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field. Never go to spiritual warfare with your mouth empty. Never. You will lose. Never go to war with your mouth empty. Even God said, come to me with words. Jesus said, the words I speak to you are spirit and life. In the traditional concept, when somebody wants to finish you, they have what they call incantation or abracadabra. The man will begin to chant some things to move the spirit realm in his behalf. You have the word of God to bring forth in battle against the enemy. I love verse 45. Then said David. Did he say then prayed David? Oh? He said then said David. To the Philistine. That comes to me with a sword and with spear. Look at how many verses David used to reply. If you keep reading, David just kept talking. He kept talking. You see, while I'm, I'm there, the, the main thing is, please go to Mark 4.15 and let's take off from there. But while I'm, while I'm on that point, the main thing is that, you see, your heart is like soil. If somebody is sowing negativity into your heart, telling you you will not make it, life is telling you it's not going to work, you are a failure. If you don't do anything, the thing will grow. And you'll be wondering why, sometimes you don't even know why you're doing what you're doing. It's because you've been sitting around the wrong things. You've been hearing the wrong things. You've been hearing people talking about, maybe they are the next. Have you never heard people talking like that? You say, ah, 
The only things that happen now, maybe I'm the next. Where did they write your name that you are the next? Show me a verse of the Bible that says you are the next. Bad things are going. I say, ah, they are sharing it. Your name is not there. I say, your name is not there. He said, let the redeemed of the Lord do what? Say so, whom he has redeemed from the hands of the enemy. If you are not saying anything, there's nothing God will use to bring deliverance to you. You must take that word and begin to speak to yourself. And begin to speak to yourself. You visit some people, when you finish, fear will grip you. By the time they finish talking, in fact, you are shaking like, oh, we don't. That's the time you are supposed to be like David. Then David said, even if you cannot say it to their face, they say it in your mind. And if it's too much for you, say, excuse me, I'm going home. Because if, you, if it gets into the soil of your heart, and you begin to speak it, it is faith in reverse gear. It's the same gear you use to go forward. That same thing. You, you are, a, you are a, an Ottoman. You move it forward, you move it backward. That same, your faith turned to fear will destroy you. You have faith this morning. I said you have faith this morning. I said you have faith this morning. So David said, never go to spiritual war with your mouth closed. You must load the word of God. Your mouth is a gun. The word of God is the bullet. You must load your mouth with the word of God. And as you are releasing that word, you are planting seed into your heart or you are watering seeds in your heart. Amen, somebody. Okay, let's go to Mark 4. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you go with your mouth closed, you are going to lose. In Genesis 1, 10 times, the Bible says, and God said, and God said, and God said. We could have said it once. The more you, you say it. Now, in Genesis, um, in Mark rather 4, and these are they by the wayside, where the word of God is sown, but when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and take it away the word that was sown in their hearts. Go to James 1.21. Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of nothingness and receive with meekness the engrafted word of God which is able to save your soul. If you look at the scripture we started with in Proverbs 4, it said, my son, attend to my words. Incline their ears unto my saying. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of their heart. For they are what? Life to those that find them. You see, there's no serious farmer. Abby? Uh, Pastor Johanna, you're a farmer. If I was looking at the garden behind where they did reception, I said, I saw somebody farming. I said, who has farmed there? They said, ah, there's only one man who farms everywhere. The man must have farmed something there. I said, okay. No farmer will go by the wayside and throw his seeds. Abi, will you go on the main road and throw your seed? This teaching is actually more about the attitude of the heart. He said, that which is thrown by the wayside is the attitude of the heart. You know, um, if you have an attitude of, if you don't have a meek attitude about you, the word is just like by the wayside. You know, someone can be preaching the word of God or teaching the word like this, and your attitude is, I've had that before. Is it not faith? I know faith. Is it not healing? I know healing. Prosperity? I know prosperity. 
they are not talking to me, they are talking to the person sitting next to me. How many of you know that word will never enter the person? Because it's an attitude. So an unteachable attitude will cause the word of God to fall on the wayside. An unteachable attitude. There's nothing more you can tell me. If you have that attitude in life, generally you cannot succeed. Come on, somebody talk to me. I watched um, one cooking thing on one channel the other day. They bring the mother of the man and his wife. Both of them will cook the same thing. <laughs> I just stumbled on it. The first time I was saying it, they brought the mother. The mother cooked chapati and some other things and some kind of stew. And then they brought his wife. After they did the cooking, they said these two women should go away. See what Allah. Then he told the husband to come and taste and say which one he likes. I said, I will not like this kind of problem. <laughs> if you say you like your wife's food, your mother will say, Before you marry, before they burn you, <laughs> I was not the one cooking for you. <laughs> I was just watching this. I said, What kind of program is this? So the guy came, the man asked him, Are you ready? He said, It's ready. And the guy could tell which one was his wife and which one was his mother. At the end of the day, he caught some spices, which I don't know. At the end of the day, he took the chapati. The man asked him, what would you like to change? He said, well, if I move this chapati here, this would be a perfect dish. When they brought the two women out, the wife won. I don't know what happened after, but the wife won. <laughs> but the mother said, I'm so happy you won. And then the wife said, mama, you are the one that taught me. But let me tell you, if she had an attitude that she knew, though they didn't tell them over, we that were watching it, I noticed that he changed the wife's chapati and put his mother's own and said, with his mother's chapati, this would be the best dish. They didn't know, but we saw it. Every time you have an attitude that you know, nobody can add to your life. The way you receive the word of God, see, even if the word of God comes and is choking you, be accepting it. Some people will say, I reject that one in Jesus' name. Well, it may be the word you need now. That's why the word falls by the wayside for some people when it comes in correction. Some people think the only time we enjoy the word of God is when we are shouting. Sometimes when we are shouting, we are trying to camouflage that the thing is not hitting us. There's a place for that. So never have an attitude of I know it all. If you have that attitude in life, you cannot progress. Many times when I'm with people, every church I go to, I learn something. And God has graced me. I've been in so many countries of the world. Everywhere I go to, not only, even within Nigeria, I'll be looking at, okay, I'm not trying to copy them. I'm just trying to say, how can I be better? Good is the enemy of better. And better is the enemy of best. Once you come to a place in your life when they are preaching, they go, oh, they talk. I can deliver better than that man now. What's he talking? Wayside. Wayside believer. The thing will just fall by the wayside. It's not entering the ground. Your heart is the ground. When you come, you say, receive with meekness. There should be an attitude of God. God has something to say. God has something to say. Listen, listen, pay for God 
That's our Sunday school song in those days. So you will sit at the edge of your chair when the teacher is talking. We were forced to memorize Matthew 5, 6, and 7 in Baptist. Never have that attitude of, what can they tell me? Even if you have it in your own life, you cannot improve. In your own life. Those of you who have just married, I'm talking to you. Father, change my wife. Say, Father, change me. That's the only prayer you can pray. You cannot say, Father, change your wife because no human being can change another person. Say, Father, change me. And I don't say amen for that one. If both of you pray, Father, change me, the ground will, as God is changing you, he's changing her now. Can you get an amen in the house of the Lord? So the wayside believer has no meekness in receiving the word. The word will not always be to encourage, sometimes it will be to correct you. Hallelujah to Jesus. If you tell a child, raise your hand in this corner. I'm raising my hand, but actually I'm sitting down in my mind. <laughs> you know that you are not communicating. So that's the wayside believer. The believer that, that the word falls is an attitude of the heart. All is an attitude of the heart. Let's move forward a bit. Verse 16 of the same chapter. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. Oh, preacher and pastor, that's a wonderful word for me. But have no root in themselves, and so endure for a time afterward, when affliction or trouble or persecution ariseth for the word's sake, immediately they are what? Offended. Immediately they are offended. Focusing on trouble and becoming offended at God will cause the word of God to have no roots in your life. Focusing on trouble and becoming offended at God will cause the word of God to have no root. The Bible says this is a stony ground. This ground, trouble comes. Sometimes when you hear about love, that's when somebody will offend you. Hallelujah. Something goes wrong suddenly. In fact, John the Baptist, you find that account in Mark 11. I'm not going to turn to it. In Mark 11, his own was delayed. When he was in prison, he sent his disciples to Jesus and said, Ah, Jesus, are you the one to come or should we wait for another? He was in prison. He felt, probably was feeling bad. How can I be serving God and be having this problem? Let me listen to me, friends. If you'll be honest with me today, there have been times that thought has crossed your mind. That God, even bad people are doing well. How many of you have ever thought like that? Even bad people are doing well. Me, where they follow God. Mm, I'm trying, no? Why in the first place should you be comparing yourself with bad people? <laughs> are you serving the same God? Stony ground. Trouble comes. Challenges come. Or delay comes. Amen? Those things come to challenge the word of God. Did God really, God really give you this promise? But look at how long it's taken for the manifestation. Can anybody identify with that? God, you really gave me this word, but why is it taking so long? If you are not careful, you become offended. 
Offended means you, you, when somebody is offended, you, you are annoyed, you are bitter, you are, you are feeling like you are having a small fight with God. Okay, if you don't understand the meaning of offended, your husband just got 100,000. You ask for 10,000, and the man say, uh, You see, there are so many things in this house that we need. And your man will be saying, hmm, Is it not 100,000 that just came in now? You, you, you start having some kind of ill feeling, like this man's self. The offense is just like you are grudging. You're like, Hmm. Mm. Offense is a terrible thing. When it grows in your heart, you are in trouble. When Jesus went to his hometown, he couldn't do much. Because he started telling him that, ah, you are the Messiah. Let me put it in modern times. We were in nursery school together now. We may have used to play football. In fact, the, the, the table in my kitchen, you are the one that built it. Ah, Mr. Carpenter. Ah, no. If God will, if God will save me, it won't be true, this kind of carpenter. Bible says they were offended at him. Is somebody stay here this morning? When there's delay, you can get offended. I say, God, what's wrong with you? Hannah, Penina, Penina harassed her so much. You know, Penina harassed her so much, sang against her so much, until she became, her heart was just bitter, it was in bitterness of soul. Even when the husband tried to encourage her, he said, am I not what to you more than ten so? He said, get out. Follow me. When, when trouble comes, don't allow offense to take root. Otherwise, the word of God will become useless in your life. The priest, the high priest, created more problem. Just came and said, ah. her mouth was moving, they couldn't hear. I said, you have drunk again. Imagine you coming to the altar and the pastor comes and says, you have taken Ogogoro this morning. <laughs> or you've taken Burukutu as usual. Abi, look at this child of Beliah. Some people, that's enough. I'm talking to somebody. I said I'm preaching somebody. If you expect God to be carrying you like this, you are not a mature Christian. God tested her. Many people at that point, that's when they would get up and say, I'm walking out of this church. How can the man of God talk to me like that? The door is open. Your miracle too is not living. I'm talking. You cannot change your DNA. Paul said, you may have many instructors, but one father. Don't get offended at the anointing that God has put in your life to prosper you, otherwise you will dry up. I think Dr. Michael Biara shared it here at that time. He said there was a guy, a man of God, if I can recollect how he put it, who was under the covering of Kenneth Hagin Ministries, or their fellowship or something. Something happened, and the guy got offended and walked out. Be very, that workout spirit... You better watch it. I am talking. At home, his son got on drugs and some other thing and also left home. So God took it and took him because he left the spiritual covering. The natural happened. 
If you want to prosper as a Christian, humility must become part of your life. Brokenness must become part of your life. Arrogance has no place. Big-headedness has no place. As you see me like this, if God tells me I'm wrong, I will lie flat here and be speaking in tongues. Gabadaya pie. Because without God, I am nothing. Zero. I know where he picked me from. You, you may not know where. Me, I know where. I know. Without him, I can't breathe. So if God whispers to me, say, kia, kia, maza, maza. I don't prostrate it, Baba. That's why the word of God will work in your life. But if you have an attitude of, I know that. What do you want to tell me? God, I have so much trouble. Where have you been since morning, God? Even, even, even David got annoyed and said, God, I'll be eating my tears for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. God, stretch out your hand. You see, we can say to, to David, we'll say, ah, God, wait till now. Have you never prayed that kind of prayer? Say, Father, move now. So people say, Father, move. If you are not moving, I will move myself by hook or crook. God doesn't move by hook or crook. And somebody wave their hand to the Lord this morning. So the delay in your life does not make God has forgotten you. Don't get mad at God. Don't give up on God because there's a delay. Trouble is what makes offense come. They may not even treat you right. You may even be right and the other person may be wrong. But don't allow offense to fester. Let me tell you this story. You've heard it before. We want to preach in a country I will not mention. I borrow, I borrow myself five minutes. Because <laughs> I say I have one or two points. We want to preach in a country I, will not, I want to mention. The world is very small now. The man that invited me was broke. Hmm? And I made a mistake. I told mommy that we must go together. I found out I was the one bringing my money for breakfast, lunch. I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the guest for dinner. If I went to another country next door, I paid. We came back. So in my mind, I said, well, maybe when I'm going back, this brother, he will understand. I had every reason to be offended. I felt this man did not treat me right. I had everything. In fact, at a point I said, I need to teach this guy ethics of ministry 101. I need to call him and say, have you not read about ministry ethics 101? The, you know, this is what. Then the place he put us, see our room, see pit toilet. Even in Nigeria, I was not using pit toilet. International mission. <laughs> Those were early days. Now they'll ask you which type of hotel do you want. Some of you want to start there. What type of water do you want? What kind of water do you want to drink? Any water is water. Just give me water. When we're about leaving, you know, that time, you see, this is a long time ago. That time you used to pay tax in the airports if you are leaving the Nigeria or coming in, you pay that tax of exit. Even the tax money I've given my host, the tax money. I was there praying in tongues, say, Father. Help me, oh. One woman like that just ran to us and said, ah, uh, Pastor, you know, this, 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 this. And gave us exactly what needed to pay for the tax. I still felt, because the man, the man of God was still there. <laughs> he followed us go airport. He was still there. I felt like moving to his side. I mean, if I blast him before I enter play, he cannot do me anything. I felt like just moving to his side. I said, bro, 
man of God, man of God. The Holy Spirit said, shh. I swallowed my saliva. I swallowed my word. I spoke in tongues a bit more. We climbed the plane. As I sat down and they were taxing to leave, I had the audible voice of God. The audible voice of God, you would think everybody had it. He said, you have passed another test. Three months later, I was in that same country at the national, what is the equivalent of our national stadium, packed. Uh, Prime Minister, Minister of A, Minister of B. Me too, I did look, say, ah, if I had been offended, I would have missed my destiny. Be careful, people that distribute offense. I don't care what somebody does to you. Some of you don't understand in our time, there was a tool called Metuwondere, the night soil man. That's why they used to use buckets for toilets. Does anybody understand that one? The man has a little broom when he's carrying the waste. If you, if you abuse him, he will just do like this and move again. After he has moved, you will be smelling. Be careful about people that distribute waste because they will choke life out of you. I don't care what somebody does to you. Don't bring me your garbage. Deal with it. I don't go to bed with a human being on my mind. I have never done it. And that is why I'm looking fresh. Because nothing there here. I know they hold anybody for a moment. The moment I bless you, your own, if you like, go crazy. That's your problem. I'm not holding you in my mind. I don't have a jealous bone in my body. If God blesses you, I will rejoice with you. But don't let somebody come and spray a little bit for you. Then you'll be wondering why you're having running stomach. The anointing you want to promote you, you are working against it, you are talking against it, and you think that's going to work for you? Offenses will come. Jesus said it. That means somebody will match your leg inside church. If they don't match your leg, you're not inside church, you're inside cemetery. <laughs> somebody must match your leg inside church where there are living people. Somebody must offend you. Even your own house, uncle. If there's quarter in your house, you just pick your back and say, I'm leaving this family. I'm leaving this family. You can leave us, but our blood is inside you. Very childish mentality people have. Many years ago, somebody got offended and ran like that. I was praying and I saw her wedding gown inside our church. I don't know if she married eventually. Don't leave the place of grace for the place of disgrace. If God puts you in a place of grace, I don't care what happens. He said, if the spirit of a leader rises against you, leave not thy place because yielding pacified great offenses. It's getting quiet in this, in this place. But I'm hoping it's... Getting, I don't care what your wife has done. I was sharing... I have one more thought. Is it two? One, two. I shared the testimony in the first service. A couple from another country, it was the woman that got in touch with me because I, they are my children spiritually. And I won't tell you the country. She said, Daddy, the way my head hurts, we've done every scan, we've done every kind of thing, there's no tumor, they cannot find anything in my brain, but I think this pain will kill me. That was her word. I said, no, you're not going to die. But there was strife in that house. Herself and her husband were not even speaking to themselves. 
Bible says, where there's strife, there's confusion and every evil. You know, strife comes by what you're allowed to go, go here. Hebrews 12, 15, let a root of bitterness defile you. One man of God said he used to break the speed limit to get home to tell his wife that you are wrong, but I am sorry. Because he knows the importance of keeping your heart clean. Keep that thing clean. Don't keep people in your mind and keep selling trash. Otherwise, the word of God will be choked. When you want it to work, it will not work well. When there are thorns and you want to harvest corn, you have a problem or beans. That woman, God settled them. We were coming to church. Was it on Friday? Friday. The, the, she, the husband had sent me a message. She sent me a message. She said, I'm totally healed. No prayer. Nothing. Totally healed. So this heart is a very serious thing. Don't allow junk to grow here. There's someone here today. You make some mistake in your youth. And the devil is still banging your head that the, the situation you are facing now is because of that mistake. God said, I should tell you, that mistake does not exist. It's totally wiped out in his book. He doesn't see it again. The blood of Jesus has washed it away. And you will not pay for that because Jesus already paid for it. Do you know you can begin to resent yourself even? Uh, I had an abortion. Maybe that's why I'm having this problem. So what? I didn't say it was good, but I'm saying so what? The blood has cleansed you. I mean, blood of Jesus, is it not enough to wash that one away? You are looking at me. Is the blood of Jesus not enough to wash that one away? If it has washed it, I will tell the devil, go and meet Jesus. Oh. The man that committed that thing, or woman, has died. This man, Paul said, receive us. We have wronged no man. We have defrauded no man. Yet he was there when Stephen was being killed. Because the blood makes all things new. Don't be offended at yourself. Mm. I'm, I'm, ah, okay. Let's take the last one. The last, let's just read one more verse and then we're done. Praise the Lord. Okay. Go to uh, let's see. Verse 18 and 19, then we'll round it up here. Lost for other things will change your priority and cause the word to be unfruitful. Lost for other things. Verse 18 says, And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the lust of other things entering in, choke the word, and they become it unfruitful. You know, okay, let me close it. So, an athlete has a lifestyle. If you see people that are running, that are professional sportsmen, there's a way they eat, there's a way they sleep, a farmer, his life is built around rainy season, dry season. If you want the word of God to really be fruitful in your life, it has to become a lifestyle. The lust for other things, the lust for other things should not be your priority. The money will come. The favor will come. The husband will come. The children will come. 
Your new house will come. Your promotion will come. But the word of God has to be your priority. You see, it's like the wheel of a, of a bicycle. The hub in the middle. All the spokes are going into that hub. That means my life must be built around the word. When you wake up in the morning, you have the word of God. You, you keep the scriptures before you. He said, my son, attend to my words. Incline your ears unto my saying. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those that find it. I want to encourage you this morning. Psalm 1 says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of godly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seated the seat of his comfort. If you hang around people who are spreading garbage, you are going to be defiled. There's no two ways about it. And the word of God, you'll be, you'll be struck. You will not know why things are not working for you. Because your priority has shifted from Jesus to politics. I'm not saying it's wrong to be a politician. That's not what I'm talking about. But you are, you are busy yourself. You can do every other thing in life, but the word of God should be the principal thing. Meditating on it, close your eyes sometimes and just think on the word of God and the spirit of God will lead you out of defeat into victory. Let's stand to our feet this morning as we receive the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. Just lift your hand this morning. Let's put some good seed in our hearts. Say with me, Father, I thank you that you are a faithful father. I decree this morning that I refuse to walk in fear. I refuse to walk in condemnation. All the evil flying around, according to your word, I am redeemed from them, and I say so. I am redeemed from destruction. I say so. Favor is my portion. I say so. My Father and my God, I want to thank you for this week ahead of me. I am walking in the love of God. I allow no root of bitterness, rebellion in my life. I put you in front of me. You are my priority. The Word of God is my priority. I release angels to work for me today. Go, make this next few days and the next month of this year the best one ever in Jesus name Thank you for listening to today's message we know you were blessed you can reach us through the following platforms Restoration Ministries International on Facebook and Instagram RBCM Online on Twitter, YouTube and Mixella Visit our website www.rbcmonline.org or Restoration Close Romineo Extension, Kaduna, Nigeria 